Hello, and welcome to An Indie Author's Life. I am the host of the podcast, Leah Howard, and today's episode, it's our seventh episode, it's going to be regarding um, things that I am not good at, so aka um, book covers and audiobooks. So by that, I mean I wish I was digitally or graphically artist um, talented enough to make my own book covers. It would certainly save money to do so, but alas, I do lack the savvy to do so. So I must hire someone to make my book covers. For me, I go to a website. Um, I like bookcoverdesigner.com. There's a couple of others that I've I've perused and I've I've gone to for for prior works. But that's the bookcoverdesigner.com is the one that I use most often. Uh, they do pre-made covers, but then if you establish a relationship with the artist, they can do customization. They can customize your covers a little bit, or you can commission them to do a, a cover completely the way that you want it, the way that you envision it to be. So when I first go to that website, I pick a genre. I usually pick a genre outside of what I'm writing in. So if I'm writing in uh, urban fantasy, I might go to thriller suspense or mystery or something like that. That way it exposes me to artists um, that maybe perhaps don't work in the field that I work in, but I really like their work and so I'm able to work with them to develop a cover that, um, that works for both of us. So that's, you know, my little tidbit is go outside what you're used to and see if there's something out there that you like and then get a relationship with that cover artist and ask them to create it in the world that you write in. And um, it's kind of a a great thing. You can um, search by price, which I recommend because it's, it's disheartening to see, oh, this is the best cover ever and it's $300. (laughs) you're like okay so a little bit outside of my price range Um, unless you can drop $300 on a book cover if you can go for it for me right now that is not the best use of my money so I look for price uh, covers within my price range Uh, another thing with regarding price it's it's a good idea a lot of the websites they have um, periods where they have sales periods you know just a few times a year they could have you know a certain percentage off covers or you could do a like buy one get one half off kind of thing if like if you buy two covers from the same artist some of them run different promotions throughout the year so I recommend that you go there with a couple of different um, titles in mind like if you're doing a series you know what your book titles are for the third and fourth or the seventh and eighth book have those titles already in place and then you can buy several covers at once and have them in place um, you know, going forward and you can do that during the sales period. And um, whatever you choose to do, just remember to credit your cover artist. By that, um, in Kindle, uh, in Amazon Kindle, there's the feature called Photographer and you just basically put your, your cover artist's name in there. And same thing, if you choose to copyright your work, then 
one of the things is cover by and then and credit your cover artist. So when you're corresponding with your cover artist, if you purchase a book, especially if it's the first time and you don't want to do too much customization yet until you establish more of a relationship, um, ask them in through your correspondence how they want to be credited. Um, sometimes they'll provide you with the name that they sell under and other times they want you to use um, their name in those cases. So whichever they prefer, just remember to ask how they want to be credited. And the other thing that I'm not good at is audiobooks. <laughs> so let's talk about audiobooks just in general. There are several pros about having your work available as an audiobook. First, of course, it increases the availability and the penetration into a different market, thus your sales increase. There are some people that only listen to books as audiobooks. Um, they prefer to do other activities, perhaps, um, I don't know, they're driving or riding in public transport, they're running, they're working, um, they can listen to your book while they're doing something else. And so they, they like to do it because it, it kind of saves time. So you're widening, widening yourself to a, a larger audience for your work, which is great. However, some of the cons. Well, we all know the cost of hiring someone to narrate your book. You have to provide them with a pronunciation guide. Um, you're creating these worlds, you're creating these characters, um, countries, you're creating like different objects or materials and you need to provide them with the, the how to pronounce the things. And you're also relying on them to basically represent your work. You are sending it to someone else who they're going to interpret what you say, they're going to send it out there um, for others to listen to, and that could be the definitive version of your work, is someone else's reading of your work to the audience. I come from a different perspective. I actually don't like being read to. I like to just focus on, on reading the words, and I, I create someone's voice, like a character's voice or a world. I create that in my mind when I'm reading it. So to have someone narrate the work to me, it's, it's jarring. It's like, oh, oh, that's not how I pictured this person's voice. So I don't do audiobooks as a listener. I don't, I don't listen to them. But many people, that's the only way that they consume your, your work. And so that's someone else's voice in their ear telling them this is what this person sounds like, and this is their tempo, and this is the pace of the world, and this is the emphasis and everything like that. So you're, you're releasing control of your world to someone else to represent it on your behalf. And you have to trust that person, I think. And right now, cost-wise, I... I can't do audiobooks, um, at least not the way that I, I would I want to. And so that is a goal in the future. When I start to turn a little bit of a profit, then I'll be able to invest that profit into audiobooks and, and expand it. But right now, uh, not yet. Having said that, some people, like I said, like to consume your, your work by listening to it. So what I've done, I'm not saying it's great. I, I absolutely hate doing this because I, I know how my voice is, but I actually narrate the first chapter of the book and make it available on my website. 
I do it in little segments because um, it's about 10 minute segments to read um, the first chapter. I put it in several parts. Um, but this way, the people who like to listen to it, they can listen to the first chapter and if it's something that grabs their attention, then they can go on and, and purchase the actual book. However, I cannot expect <laughs> them to listen to me speaking for more than, say, 10 minutes, which is why my podcast episodes are also just about 10 minutes, because I do not have the voice for radio or podcasts. I just have the ideas, um, but I don't have the voice. So I, I can't expect someone to listen to me read my book to them for hours on end. I, I think that would be one of the circles of hell, honestly, for someone that might be a way to punish someone, but I don't know if necessarily that would be a way to promote my work for more than, like I said, the, the chapter one narrations where I break it down into 10 minute segments so they can uh, listen to it at their leisure. Well, this is the podcast for today. Again, it's uh, regarding my thoughts on book covers and audiobooks. I kind of lumped it in together because I didn't have too much to say about when to stretch it out to an entire episode, but the two of them together are about 10 minutes. Feel free to reach me on Twitter or through my website. I will have the links in the podcast episode description. You can contact me through either the Twitter or my website um, if you have any thoughts about the podcast episode. But thank you for listening for now, and I hope to hear from you soon.